What's up everybody? It's Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office desk of normalcy. Uh, it is Saturday morning, about 8.45 here. Uh, gray, kind of cloudy, cold, gloomy winter day. Uh, again, I'm recording this on the day of because I was super duper busy yesterday and uh, didn't get it done. So, hopefully you are enjoying your Saturday. Uh, I don't know what the weather's like where you are because I don't pay attention. Um, getting a lot of stuff done around here. Shuffling some rigs around, sending some jobs out, bringing some jobs in. Um, I don't always post when we complete something because sometimes it's no big deal. Like, um, you know, doing a tune-up and brake job on a Scout 2. Uh, yeah, not not super exciting. You know, it's not like it's not the full restoration that everyone likes to see photos of and shiny paint and all that. So. Um, we are sending work out, it's just uh, maybe not super notable, but lots of stuff happening around here like always. Um, what else is going on? Um, some more big things in the works, uh, I'll probably talk about that Monday's podcast. We'll probably go over some exciting things going on around here and some big news and whatnot. So. Um, for now, current calendar, um, birthday cruise, March 16th through the 19th, uh, Route 66, running it, uh, west to east, starting around Bakersfield, California, and heading east. No itinerary, no plans, no schedule, just running it, because I want to run it. Um, so if you'd like to join in in your international vehicle, uh, please speak up and let me know. Uh, there's a potential Rubicon trip in June. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm really on the fence about that. But, um, yeah. So, that's really it for the calendar. I'm still putting together the show schedule. I'll start talking about that pretty soon. <clears throat> but, um, today's podcast is going to be ultra dry. Um... <laughs> depending on what you think is dry. But uh, today we are going to go over inline engines. And that means the 152, uh, and then a lot of the six-cylinder BD, BG220s, BD241, BG241, that sort of stuff. So... Um, if you have one of those engines, you will probably learn something interesting. Uh, you may want to have a notepad handy. I will be reading technical data right from the book. I have a sales book from 1965. That's why there's no 196 in it. Uh, the 196 had not been invented yet, uh, or at least had not been in the dealer's circulation. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I just looked at this book again. It is uh, from August of 1963, so the technical data that's in here is from August of 63. So, and it is a sales book, so I'm sure they probably uh, fudge a few things. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah. So, 
what I'll be doing is reading some data and then maybe having some anecdotal stories and whatnot. Uh, I don't have a ton of experience with the six cylinders, with the inlines, um, just because hardly anybody ever runs them. Everyone wants an SV, which is the small V, V8. Um, the SVs, uh, I'm sorry, the six cylinders are a little bit harder to get some of the parts for. Uh, and so just don't deal with them as much. I sold a 64 travel all to a guy in Louisiana not too long ago that had the 265. That thing ran like a sewing machine and it actually drove pretty nice too. So, you know, looking back at, um, the models, you know, I'm probably wouldn't have been disappointed if I'd had a, a C series with a six cylinder in it. Um, just because the way it drove, it, it was fine. So, um, anyway, so let's get started on today's drives. <laughs> so the first motor I'm going to talk about, uh, the 152, you know, typical, made by International, of course, valve and head. It's got a 3 and 7 eighths inch bore, 3 and 7 30 second stroke, course it's a four-cylinder uh, it made a whopping 93 horse at 4400 rpm uh, the brake horsepower <laughs> net brake horsepower was 86 horse at 4400 um, maximum torque max torque so I think that's what I'm gonna name my kid if I ever have one uh, 142 foot-pounds at 2,400 RPM. Uh, red line is four grand, and your compression ratio is eight to one. The weight of the bare engine with no accessories is 414 and a half pounds. 400 fucking pounds for this little four-cylinder. So, yeah. That's there's something wrong with that number. <laughs> like Jesus. Um so if I turn the page to the specifications, uh they talk a lot about um what what things are made out of. Um so like uh, the cylinder block is an iron alloy. Uh the cylinder head is made of gray iron. Um the crank is, I don't know what that means, T-O-C-C-O, T -O -C -C -O, hardened. Not sure what that is. Um, material is just a steel number, C-1045. Uh, but it gives the bearing diameters and stuff. Uh, the flywheel is 15.38 inch, inches around, has 192 teeth. Uh, the starter gear has nine teeth. Um, the main bearings are made of aluminum. There are five of them. The maximum square inch of bearing load is 10.8 inches. So that's quite a bit of surface area that the bearings are riding on. Uh, the connecting rod bearings are also aluminum. Um, 
connecting rods are forged steel I-beams. They are center to center. They are 6 inches, 6.172 inches. The weight, these are heavy fuckers, with the bearings, the large end weighs 1.61 pounds. The light end weighs 0.48 pounds. So they're heavy. Um, the piston is aluminum alloy. It's called a slipper. I'm not sure what that means. Some of this stuff, you know, I'm not a super engine guy, so some of this stuff is beyond me. Um, the, <laughs> the piston itself weighs three pounds. So there's a lot of rotating weight in there. Um, what else? Piston rings, got two of them. There's an oil ring, there's one. So the intake valve... As a material, it just says XB. And I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure what XB is. Um, the type is a poppet. The seat diameter, 1.8. So the uh, seat angle is 45 degrees. The intake has a .440 lift. That's a pretty good sized lift. Um, at least for this little guy um, and the valve opens at 18 degrees before top dead center hmm interesting um, so the exhaust valve is stellite faced so it's a hardened valve so I'm not sure I know I hear people talk about the leaded gas and is it hard on the valves and whatnot and I believe, being that they're stellite-faced, that you can run modern unleaded gas in them and not have any problems. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff floating around the internet, uh, especially you go on the Binder Planet and places like that. And there's some people talking about how you can't. And I don't know. I mean, seeing that here it says they're stellite-faced, I would think that they would be hardened. Um... The valve seat material is endurite or etonite, which sounds like a crazy comic book uh, material. <laughs> endurite. It's like Superman shitted out. Um, <laughs> cams made out of cast iron, but it's very hard. Uh, 70 on the hardness scale. Um... Bearings are Babbitt SAE-15s. There's five cam bearings. Um, timing gears are just gray iron. Mm -hmm. What else do we got here? Firing order is 1342. The spark plugs are 14 millimeters. Uh, bunch of different stuff. So your fuel system is a Carter horizontal diaphragm angular lever the fuel pump delivers if this is if you have the factory fuel pump or close to it delivers 24 gallons an hour at 4000 rpms or 4 pounds of fuel pressure um, carburetor is a 1904 holly Air cleaner is an oil bath. There's no governor. 
uh, <clears throat> lubrication system actually holds six quarts. Uh, if you do not service the oil filter, it holds four quarts. Um, the oil pump pushes nine gallons a minute at 3400. Uh, oil pressure at idle. Now this is crazy. Everyone complains about the low oil pressure. Oil pressure at idle is five to ten pounds. I see that a lot. A lot of these old wore out engines come in and you put a mechanical gauge on them and they're idling at four to seven pounds of pressure. So that's cool to know that that's uh, normal. Uh, oil pressure at 1200 and above is 50. 50 psi of oil pressure at above 1200. Um, crankcase vent is a draft tube. Um, what else? Hmm. So that's about it for interesting uh, <clears throat> details on the 152. I know the early 152s had aluminum uh, intake manifolds and <clears throat> had a few other little odd details. The 61s and early 62s had a crazy thermostat housing, used a weird uh, water pump housing. Uh, so things to look for in your early motors. Uh, and then the generator to alternator differences, just use a different bracket. Um, so the fuel pumps on the 152s have a vacuum pump on the top of them to operate the windshield wipers uh, because you're, if you draw a manifold vacuum to operate the wipers, of course they speed up and slow down with the engine vacuum. So you run the vacuum pump on the top of the, um, top of the, fuel pump and that uh, gives you steady vacuum for your um, windshield wipers. I mean it does still draw off the manifold vacuum as well but it goes to the draw port on the vacuum pump so um, anyway let's move on to the 241. Nah you know what never mind I'm gonna go BG220 BG220, of course, made by International. Max horsepower, 112 at 3,800 RPMs. Uh, max torque, 194 at 2,000 RPMs. Uh, red lines, 3,600. The compression, oh God, the compression ratio is 7.5 to 1. Uh, and it weighed 635 pounds with accessories. Uh, so, yes, that's a big, heavy-ass engine. Um, so, flywheel was 13 and a half inches, 143 teeth. Um, main bearings are steel-backed Babbitts. Connecting rods are also steel-backed Babbitts. Uh, so it's funny that the the 152 used aluminum bearings. Hmm. 
Um, maybe that's why these six cylinders just were iron, were just tough as shit. Mm. What else we got? The connecting rods, of course, are forged steel I-beams. 6.8 inches long from center to center. Uh, piston was uh, aluminum, of course. Uh, weighs, wow. It only weighed 1.8 pounds. So it's just crazy. You look across the difference. So for the 152, the piston weighed 3 pounds. On this 220, the piston weighs 1.8 so, you know, I mean, it's crazy. The light, I don't know, the pistons are just different. But, uh, yeah, a lot of different stuff. It's funny when you compare the, the four-cylinder to the six-cylinder stuff. Um, where else are we? I, I jumped train of thought here. Um, so... Not much else in the 220. Um, the the water pump will move 65 gallons a minute uh, at 3,000 RPMs. That's a lot of water. Um, oil pressure. Uh, so it holds 7 quarts of oil. That's good to know, you guys. Seven quarts of oil. Um, five quarts if you don't change the filter. Um, oil pressure at idle is 8 to 15 pounds, and then 35 to 40 above 1,800. Um, so compression, when new, is 163 pounds at... 200 rpms so i'm not sure if that's spinning it with a starter i'm not sure what spins at 200 rpms but um yeah so <clears throat> that's interesting 163 but um you know if we jump over to the the next one up is the 241 i'm not sure where the 240 is um but it the book just jumps to a 241 um, ever so slightly bigger stroke. This, the 220 had a 3 and 11 16 inch stroke. The 241 has a 4 and almost a 16th of an inch stroke. Um, so it's just a little bit. This one makes 140 horse and... Uh, at 2,000 RPM, makes 223 foot-pounds of torque. It weighs 656 pounds, completely dressed. Um, and seven and a half to one compression ratio on it as well. Um, everything is pretty much... It's very similar to the 220. Um, it has a 95-pound crank. So the 220 had an 80-pound crank. The 241 has a 95-pound crank. Uh, flywheel is all the same. Uh, the main bearings are a steel-backed tri-metal. Uh, so I'm not sure what that means. 
connecting rods are tri-metal, steel back, uh, the rods. So that's interesting. Mm. So the two... <laughs> oh, here's something cool. See, you learn something new every day. See, so the 220, the 241, and the 265, because they're all in a row here on this sheet, use the same length connecting rods. So it must make up the stroke with the crank. The crank must have a longer, uh, what did you call that, lobe from center line to make the, the longer travel. That's why it weighs more. It's a bigger, just a bigger crank. So I did not know that. That is an interesting, interesting setup. Um, so the pistons, all aluminum. Um, they weigh, so the, yeah, the, the one, 241 weighs 1.8 pounds. Um, yeah. Uh, it's really funny how there's a similar across the board uh, with the <clears throat> the bore and whatnot. Um, but then you get into the intake valves. Um, they're inch and five-eighths over the inch and a half of the 220. Uh, a little bit bigger. Same, same amount of lift. Same amount of duration um, across all of the six cylinders. Just different sized valves. Just a little bit intake and exhaust. Um, the 265. So that's funny. So the 265 is makes up its... I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. I'm getting all excited and shit. Um, yeah, they all share the same. Now, on the 220 all the way across the, to the 265, they share the same um, exhaust valve size, inch and 5 sixteenths. Same size, same stem size, same length. Same everything. So that is interesting. The cams share all the same material, same numbers as well. Uh, inch and eighth diameter, maximum length, 30 is a 16th. Um, hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't realize the six cylinders in the BG. Uh, grouping BG220, BG241, and BG265 uh, are really similar. That's that's really funny. Um, you know, I I know you guys think that I'm some guru at this, but I learn shit every day, uh, and you guys are discovering these things right along with me, which I think is kind of neat. But uh, yeah, so really, the only difference between the BG220 and the BG241 is uh, the stroke because the bore the bore is the same 3 and 9 sixteenths and the 220 and 3 and 9 sixteenths and the 241 it just has a longer stroke um, and then the head design is slightly different but uses the same uh, exhaust stuff so I feel like the 265, which 
if it's using the same exhaust valves, it's got to be choked down compared to that 220. Um, but let's turn the page now to the 265. Aha! So now the 265 has a 3 and 11 16 bore instead of the 3 and 9 16 bore that the uh, 220 and 241 had. Uh, and its stroke is 4 and an eighth, which is just longer than the 241. Uh, this one makes 253 horse. I'm sorry, 153 horse at 3,800. It makes 248 foot-pounds of torque at 2,400. Uh, 3,400 is a red line, 7.5 to 1 compression. Uh, this bitch weighs 687 pounds dressed out. So, again, you know, we go back to our specifications, and, and it's funny seeing how much the 265 shares with the 220 uh, other than some bore and stroke modifications uh, everything is really similar so I feel like either the 220 could be some horsepower producer or the 265 is really choked down and I'm not sure it's probably neither um, but I'll tell you the torque curve is pretty flat with them, um, but uh, yeah, it is pretty interesting to see these numbers where they're all the same. Uh, you know, the intake and exhaust manifold openings are the same on the 241 to the 265 at they're an inch and nine sixteenths and two and seven sixteenths square um, you know just the amount of water they move the water pumps the uh, fuel that they move the uh, so the carburetor on the uh, 265 is a 2110 where the other ones are 1904s um, they're all oil baths. In 63, they were all oil bath. Um, they just have different mounts. If you've ever seen... The 265s I've always seen had a side-hung um, oil bath that was pretty good size. And then the 220 and 240s always had the oil bath on top of the carb. Um, I'm guessing the side-hung one is just to move a little bit more air. Um because they have different part numbers. It even gives the the part number for the air filter and whatnot here. Um, 165 uh, foot-pounds uh, at 200 RPMs for the compression ratio. So that's pretty solid. Um, yeah. So anyway, this has been uh, this has been eye-opening for me. I think that was pretty neat to learn a few things like that, uh, and just to see how the six cylinders are put together. Just that much more durable than the V8s. Uh, don't get me wrong; the SVs are very very solid. Um, I like 
I like me a good running 345 just as much as the next guy. Um, my favorite four-cylinder is the 196. Um, I've had several Scout 80s or 800s, I'm sorry, that had 196s and four-speeds, and they're the best. I love those things. So hopefully you guys did not fall asleep. Hopefully you learned something. Uh, if you have any other questions about this, you can go ahead and shoot me a message. Remember, I do have an email, uh, binderboneyardpodcast at gmail. If you want to ask me something or suggest something or whatever. Um, hopefully it was informative and uh, hope you guys have a good Saturday. Until next time, this is Dan from the Binder Boneyard. Yard.